This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. We are here today with Carlos de la Playa. Carlos, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me, Annie. It's such a pleasure to be part of this podcast that has such an important message that's near and dear to my heart. So thank you for being a leader within this space. Yes, yes. Well, well thank you. Because I know um, with you coming on this, this there's going to be many people that need to hear exactly what you have to say. So I'm excited to be here with you. Okay. So let me tell everyone a little bit about you. Carlos is a self-expression lifestyle coach and shuffle dancer. He's passionate about human behavior, specifically pertaining to the idea of how to actually be yourself. He combines his love for dance, freestyle rap, dance, health, and emotional resilience work to help people bridge the gap between where they are now and the future best version of who they are. Oh, Carlos, that all sounds good. But first, let me ask about what's a shuffle dancer? Oh, my God. Okay, so shuffle dancing is a form of um, footwork dance that is very popular within the electronic dance music space. And only recently it started going viral, but maybe up until like five, six years ago, it was a very underground thing to do. And there's a whole community behind it. It's something that for me is a great way to express self-expression, express emotion and move it through my body in like a fun and creative way. And it's an amazing workout. Like, I don't know if you ever watch a shuffle dancing video and it's like, how are they moving that fast? Cause it's, it's very fast paced and very intense. So um, a great way to measure if you're in a good cardiovascular shape or not. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yes. Um, so I'm curious, do you have a, a, is there a video available of you doing some shuffle dancing? Oh yeah. Okay. So I actually um, have a personal brand that like mostly blew up on TikTok and it started off as a shuffle dancing page yet because at the beginning of the coronavirus quarantine I was trying to avoid my uncomfortable emotions by training like overtraining my body mm-hmm. and um in the middle of a workout I tore my meniscus in my right oh, knee no. so I instead of like completely canceling that TikTok page I converted it into a life coaching page which was what I was already doing on Instagram Perfect. And um, so if you scroll down in my TikTok, you can see videos of me shuffling, tutorials of me teaching it. 
And then as well on Instagram reels, I have a bunch of dance videos on there too. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll have those links so people can go and, and, and hunt you down and find you and become a follower. Yes. And yes, I love all things TikTok. I'm excited to be in that space as well. It's such a great place to connect, right? Yeah. TikTok, I think, uh, is the intention just of the platform is to make people's day. I think that's like their tagline, like the TikTok app itself. So just that seed in and of itself in a world where social media has been weaponized against people's minds in so many ways. Um, it feels nice that there's a platform that, yeah, isn't perfect yet. It's still their primary like mission as a company is to make people's day. Um, TikTok was a great space for me. There's a limited vi- time frame to make videos it's a great place to say more with less to practice really speaking more intentionally and getting your point across quickly while infusing it with play like it's a place where I see life coaches combining silly dances with a beautiful message that sometimes might be really heavy in a lighthearted way Um, and it helped me a lot with teaching myself how to convey my message in a way that it doesn't have to be so serious. I don't know if you've ever felt this, Annie, but I think in the self-development space, there's like this heavy, like, we've got to heal. <laughs> we've got to trug along on this healing process. And, you know, understandably so. It's, it's, it's a painful experience many times. And I think we could infuse it with a little love and joy, a little laughter, a little like, how silly is it that I'm feeling this way? Like, you know, and TikTok really helped me practice that a lot. Yeah, that's no, that's beautiful. I'm, I totally agree. Um, I'm pretty sure I laugh with my clients every time we're on the, on a call, right? That's, mm. that's how it can be. And that's how it should be. Yes. That's so yummy. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your whole journey, your whole um, coming out experience. Uh, I know we have some people that are listening today that maybe they're not out. Maybe they have a family member coming out. Maybe they are just freshly out and they're needing to hear and they can relate to you. So let us hear whatever you want to share. Yeah, a thousand percent. And um, before I even say that, like to whoever's listening right now, like wherever you're at in your journey is like perfect. Please don't use this story as a weapon against yourself to compare yourself to me because we've all like we're all doing the best we can given everything we've learned up until this point and allow my story like what inspires you within it to be a mirror reflecting to you that it's possible for you to and to really trust your process like if it's today or tomorrow or in a few years that you come out it's all good (laughs) so um uh, growing up like I had I, I pretty much knew, I feel like I always knew that I, I was a gay man. And um, in, in middle school, in high school, I would notice that like if my male friends would take off their shirts in front of me because we were going to go to the pool or something, like my nervous system would like turn on. <laughs> like my, my heart would heat up, my chest would heat up. And um, I, I had a lot of shame around that. And the mind is so powerful and so clever that it can turn a lie into a truth in your mind, even though there's so many signs against it. Mm -hmm. So 
um, the story that I was telling myself oftentimes was, oh, this is a phase. Like, this is a phase. I'm just going through puberty and I'm really mm-hmm. hormonal. Mind you, this sensation never happened with girls ever. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, but I just kept telling myself that. I kept telling myself that. And then in high school and beginning of college, I had a really dark phase in my life with a lot of drugs, particularly. I wasn't addicted to a drug physically, but I was addicted to escaping um, the truth. Mm-hmm. So I would do that with MDMA, um, Xanax, marijuana, alcohol. And I hung out with people that were all doing the same thing in their own ways. And um, I would use these drugs to inebriate me enough to be willing to have sex with a woman. And it was just a whole mess a whole mess and um in college I really started expressing my sexuality more but I wasn't out yet um I would use dating apps primarily Grindr which is very popular within the gay community yet it's also like you know it's a neutral circumstance and Grindr in and of itself um is very addicting as a platform and it has a lot of very hurt gays in there like Mm -hmm. men who are like oh only masculine if you even have one feminine quality like you're trash don't talk to me like almost the shaming yeah shaming of the feminine uh, within within a gay man and you could just tell like the whole app was riddled with this this uh dynamic of like um the masculine men were put on this pedestal and anyone who even exhibited a feminine quality, whether they were a bottom or they just painted their nails or whatever, like they were shamed and shunned. And it was very much a like it felt like window shopping for a partner. It was it's it's it didn't feel right. And um, eventually I started doing this self-development work and um I went to various retreats and at this retreat in particular, which no longer this brand doesn't exist anymore, but um, at this retreat in particular, there was an exercise called the confession exercise. And that was the first exercise we would do at the retreat. Like, hey, my name is Carlos and this is everything I don't want you to know about me. I'm gonna ruin my reputation to you on purpose. And that exercise was one of the most healing things I've ever done because it was It was showing me that like humiliation and shame is like totally safe to feel. And um, I started off by saying, oh, I'm bi-curious. So that's when it it was layers. It was layers of me accepting myself. And this was recent. Like I'm 26 years of age right now. This happened when I was 24. And um, not long ago at all. Yeah. Yeah. And at the next retreat, I owned it a little more. I was like, oh, I'm full on bisexual. And it was the same retreat company because I was an ongoing client. and I eventually became a facilitator with them. And then at the third retreat, like I blatantly owned my attraction to another person that worked with us. And then at the fourth one, I had this experience where my coach came up to me at the retreat and um, he started just very gently asking, you could tell he was coming from a place of curiosity, yet my heart, my intuition knew where he was going. And we were eating breakfast at this retreat in Hawaii. I'll never forget (laughs) Annie. Oh my God. One of the most incredible moments of my life. And he starts asking me, so how have your relationships been women with like, you know, and just, 
And he starts asking me more questions like, when was the last time you had a relationship with a woman? And he was not talking about my sexuality at all. He was just asking about my relationship to women. And then just in his questions, the answer revealed itself to me and I burst into tears. Mm. And he, he was like, what's coming up for you, brother? I'll never forget this man. Oh. And uh, I go, dude, I'm just fucking gay. Like, <laughs> I am lying to myself. Like, it's just so obvious. Like, and, and um, before the next exercise started, I stopped the circle and I got into the middle of the circle. And I was like, I need to tell the tribe something. That's what we called our community. And... Um, and I came out right there and I fell to my knees sobbing and it felt so heavy, but it was like a rebirthing. I felt like I died, literally. It, like my body was ringing out like a sponge. I was like screaming in the middle. And then out of nowhere, I'm getting the chills thinking about it. My whole nervous system lit up and I stood up and I looked around at the eyes of everyone. And I was like, I'm done fucking hiding. This is who I am. I claim this power. Like I felt like a lion. It was insane. And then very quickly after, like I came out on Facebook live the next week I came out to all my parents and my grandma and my brother and it was from there it's just been like now my relationship to my sexuality is is deconditioning the patterns that I learned growing up because imagine it's 24 years of suppression that doesn't just heal in one day or one coming out like you know when I first came out it was still hard for me to come out to people I felt like a constriction in my nervous system now I can come out and I'm like yeah I'm gay like (laughs) but there's still other layers there's layers of of like sexual behaviors that are very repressive or or layers of addiction that um that are meant to block from going there and owning different parts of our sexuality i mean just consider this right like most people even straight people are repressed sexually in our society so layer that with being repressed sexually because you're also homosexual like there there's a degree of patience that gets to happen here and, and self-compassion when going through this healing process. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, I got, I got the chills just listening to you tell your story. How amazing, how amazing that transformation. And, and like you said, and I hope everyone heard that, like just because you come out that initial time, there's still, there's still work to be done, right? There's still a process. There's still all these layers to, to get through, but um, thank you for sharing that. How incredible. Uh, (laughs) So uh, talk to us a little bit about coming out of the closet in all areas of your life. What, what do you mean by that? Oof. Yeah, that is like, after I came out with what was most hard for me to come out with, I realized that most people are in the closet and not about sexuality. Most people are in the closet of taking full ownership of their own beliefs of who they are within their lives of how they express themselves. Like um, there's people, maybe this is, maybe you have resonated with this before Annie or anyone listening now. I know I have where um, I'll withhold my truth to not offend someone or someone crosses a boundary and I'm afraid to, enforce the boundary because I don't want to lose that person 
mm-hmm. or um, but because they crossed the boundary, now I resent them and I'm holding on to resentment burning on the inside, poisoning myself instead of taking the risk and owning my truth. You know, the ways in which we dress. So many people think that in order to make money and be successful, you have to wear a suit and tie. Like, no, <laughs> no, you don't have to unless it absolutely lights you up. You know, if it lights you up, do it. So many people think that they need to struggle in order to get what they where they want to be, or they need to sacrifice themselves in relationships to please their partner. Like all of these things are literally just programs um, and nothing to be angry at our ancestors about, but like, they're just programs that people were, that were doing the best at that time learned that passed on to us. And coming out of the closet is about taking ownership of your truth your Mm -hmm. essence it's about understanding what you want and what you don't want with conviction and being willing to risk any relationship in order to um, take a stand for yourself Um, it's about taking a stand for yourself versus sacrificing yourself to please somebody else Um, and, and it's also about taking responsibility for your healing process and no longer blaming other people for it because every single person goes through trauma now I'm not saying I'm not saying if someone like hurt you physically or anything that it's your fault. That is not what I'm saying here. I'm saying take responsibility for the healing process, not the crime that was committed against you. So there's there's a very important discernment to make there before like I get attacked <laughs> by social justice warriors. But <laughs> that was a perfect distinction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and um and uh once, once we start to come into our expression in that way, we start to magnetize our future, most dream, perfect life um, much faster. Uh, we become like what I would call, maybe you don't believe in manifestation, but like a, a master manifester, like someone who just, who works less and gets what they want more. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. Or like people want access to your energy and you have to start telling people no all the time. Or um you walk into a room and people are like man something about you is just something about you just lights me up in my body i can't explain it and i want some of that you become that person when you start owning your full self expression in this way and you come out of the closet in all areas of your life i love it so yes everyone needs to ask themselves in what way do i need to come out of the closet in what way am i hiding my my true self and that I could be something even better, even greater. A thousand percent. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording and you mentioned something else. How important to you and your coaching is, you know, incorporating your body into healing and learning. Mm. <laughs> this topic. Okay. So. The way I see it is, is that there's the component in coaching that's very, uh, one of my friends and coaches calls it like ontological. It's the wordplay, it's the affirmations, it's the asking great questions. Yet um, what really embodies new behaviors into your nervous system is a feeling in your body. A lot of people, I think they call it faking it till you make it, but Uh I've heard something that resonates with me more. It's like being it till you become it, like till you are it, like full body, right? 
So there's this um, component in coaching that's more kind of the wordplay, the ontological, asking great questions, the mindset work, the affirmations, the journaling. Um, and I personally believe that in order for you to really embody a new form, embody, it's literally in the word, embody. <laughs> you, it, it's, there's an aspect of feeling it within your nervous system. There's this quote that a lot of people say that I think is really well-intentioned, but it doesn't really resonate with me. It's fake it till you make it. But there's an upgrade that I've heard, and I might be butchering it, so please fact check this. Um, <laughs> it's like, I think it goes, be it till you become it, or be it till you are it. And um, if I was to give like an example, right, it's like, let's say you're struggling with self-confidence in social situations or social anxiety, right? Your nervous system knows in that case how to be socially anxious. So your brain is always going to seek for evidence to make that happen. It's just comfort. Like it doesn't make sense in your logical mind. Like why would my body choose to do that? But that's literally because your nervous system doesn't understand that there's another option that's better, right? For you at least, right? I'm not saying it's better to be socially anxious or not, but <laughs> so in the, in the context of social anxiety, it's, it's the difference between like saying I am confident and not believing it versus I am confident and believing it in your body. And um, what this might, there's so many ways to do this, right? Some people use breath work. Some people use dance. Some people use hypnosis. Some people, there's really no right or wrong way. Visualization is another powerful way. But the idea is, is can you feel what your future self feels like? It's really that simple. Like if you have in the context of social anxiety or expressing yourself in social situations, maybe asking yourself, like taking a few deep breaths and getting out of your head, getting out of the story and feeling what it feels like to be in your body right now. And once you're in that state of three deep breaths, maybe right. Asking, asking yourself, like, what would my future self feel in this moment how would they feel in this moment if they were a little bit more confident than I am right now, right? And actually feeling that in your body. And what I tell people is instead of labeling the emotion so much like confident, right? Like, okay, yeah, what is confident? To me, confidence feels different in my nervous system than to you, Annie, and to any mm -hmm. listener right now. So maybe ask myself, what, what are the sensations that I would call confidence in my body? For me, that's like a warmth in my chest. And like this feeling of like a, in my gut of like, I describe it as like strength or a solid foundation in my gut. And I might start feeling tingling in my hands and lighter in my body instead of heavier. So confidence to me feels like that. And you can literally do this with anything. Like, let's say you're working on your dream body, right? A lot of people are approaching it from being who they've always been. Mm -hmm. But my invitation to you is to feel what it feels like to be that future you get to that place within your mind and in your heart. And, and ask yourself, what would it feel like if I already had that body and feel it? What is it? What do your muscles feel like? What does your core feel like? You know, and then go work out and see what happens. <laughs> right. Or, or do that before a social situation or before you go on a date. Right. So many people, they go on dates and I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And I'm like, okay, that's just your old stuff. Mm. You know, acknowledge it. What I hit the mic again, acknowledge <laughs> it feel it in your body like what does that nervousness feel like breathe center yourself and then ask yourself 
if I fully accepted my nervousness right now, like how would my future self handle this moment? How would he, she, they show up in this moment? How would they feel in their body? And it's, it's combining the work of mindset with the work of the affirmations and sort of this ontological approach. Both are super powerful. And I believe that both are necessary for like sustainable transformation. Nice. Carlos, I, I'm going to try that workout trick today. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to believe it. I'm going to go do it. Let me know how that feels <laughs> later, because I did that recently and I th- didn't want to work out. And it was one of the best workouts I've had all year. Oh, wow. So it's the difference between literally just going into the old pattern, which feels very familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I was to describe that in another way, it's like, like, what does your old you feel like? Like when you, when I ask that question, like, what do you feel in your body? Like get familiar with it. And then you start to catch it. It's not about judging it. It's just about interrupting a pattern and wiring new pathways into your nervous system. It's about building new roads. Like if the nervous system was a, was a map of interconnected sidewalks, roads, highways, and all these things, It's simply just about starting to build a new path. It's not about judgment. It's not about how dare I feel like my old self. (laughs) No, it's about like, oh, I'm in familiar energy. I'm in familiar identity. I accept myself as I am. I accept this. This is okay. It's neutral. It's nothing to beat myself up about. Let me center myself and feel what that feels like in my body. And as I process it, an invitation for me to consider like, What would it feel like if I had a different identity? Your identity is allowed to change in every moment. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way to put that. And um, how important do you think it is to come from that place of neutrality versus beating ourselves up? Oof, it's everything. It's Mm -hmm. everything. And there's two sides to like a lot of people, they're like, I need to be more positive. And my question to you is why? Is it because you heard that in some self-help podcast (laughs) or something like, no, no, no. Like you need to be yourself, whatever that is. Neutrality. I heard this in an example the other day and it blew my mind. Someone said, what about instead of body positivity, let's practice body neutrality. And, and she explained it. Mind you, this was a little girl on TikTok that's like 19 oh, years old. And nice. she blew my mind. She <laughs> blew my mind. And she was saying, like, instead of be telling people, you look so good, you're thin, you look so good, like teaching us that there's a right way to be or a better mm-hmm. way to be. What if we just saw it for what it is as something completely neutral and good and bad is actually an opinion? A lot of people, they pedestalize um, their future and they shame their past. But the problem with that is just plain and simple is that when you feel like shit because you're shaming yourself or you're attaching yourself to the future, you change slower, you grow slower. Like if I was to just explain it in like a really (laughs) simple way, when you feel shitty, it takes, it's harder to do things, <laughs> you know? So yet when we access this space of seeing things as neutral, including what we want, 
Mm-hmm. Like, can I see my future goals, the future income I want, the future business I want, the future confidence that I want as neutral? And can I be unattached to getting it and stop putting it on a pedestal? And can I forgive my past so much so that I see it as neutral so that when I relive my past, I'm not like beating myself up about something that I did in the past? This is when we start accessing like a more quantum, rapid, exponential, like outer space level growth, because we, 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 (laughs) I like to speak in terms of vibration and things like that. It's like, if, if imagine you're attracted to someone and you put them on this pedestal and you worship them, it's kind of creepy. (laughs) Like, it's just weird. But if you're attracted to someone and you're like, I know that I'm in their league and you just walk with that energy and you feel yourself in your body and it's neutral whether or not they attract you because you have your own, they're attracted to you because you have your own back so much that your self-worth isn't defined by them rejecting or accepting you. Then suddenly that person thinks you're hot as funk, like, (laughs) you know, so, so that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never really thought about it that way. Yeah. When we put someone else on a pedestal, that just is a whole different vibration and energy level. Right. So being able to make sure you have your own back, like you said, love that. Carlos. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, what would you say to anyone that might be listening today that is just on the verge of, of trying to live authentically of, of maybe coming out and just has all the fears. Mm-hmm. Whether you're coming out of the closet of your sexuality or whether you're coming out of the closet in all areas of your life, understand that where you're at now, even if you made the choice not to come out is so beautiful. Like you're allowed to not know the answer right now. You're allowed to feel your pain a little longer if that's what you need. Like you're allowed to question if that's a decision you want to make or not. And my invitation to you is to take a, take a risk on you, assuming that you're safe. You know, there might be some young kids listening to the podcast that they live with parents that would literally like disown them or hate crime them. Like, safety first right Mm -hmm. assuming that you are actually safe and it won't kill you the worst that could happen is that you feel a feeling that you've been avoiding for a while and the what when you become willing to feel that you'll access a level of self-power self-love self-worth where (laughs) what even happens to me is like holy shit it was that easy like it was that that's what happened to me and that's I'm not saying that will happen to you too trust your process whatever timing you have is so perfect just the fact that you're listening to this right now means that you're on the path there's no need to compare yourself to me to Annie to anybody else um because your journey is unique (laughs) that's right that's right uh carlos any advice to allies that are listening they might um know somebody that's that's coming out or i know a lot of times there's adults now that they know that there's there's a, a child or a teenager or someone they know that hasn't come out yet 
So they're just in this, maybe this waiting pattern. Uh, What would you say to them and just to any allies? How can people be uh, better allies? Oh my God. I love that question. If you know that perhaps maybe your intuition is telling you that someone might be in the closet and they haven't expressed that to you. I think one of the worst things you can do to um, put them in like a fight or flight response that's well-intentioned is to ask them if they're gay or to like tell them you're gay, just come out already. Like um, what, what a lot of people that are allies don't understand is that um, that will like shut them down completely in their own bodies because to them being seen in that identity is life or death. Mm. And if they don't feel safe in telling you yet, trust them, trust them to tell you when they want. And in, in that particular circumstance or in any circumstances, an ally is to ask, how would you like to be supported? Or just remind them like, hey, you know, I'm here for you, homie. Like, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, know that I'm here for you and I love you and I care about you. Um, and don't rush their process. Don't tell them when they should come out. Don't like, don't give advice unless they ask for it. And if you feel called to give advice, ask like for permission, just ask like, Hey, are you in the space right now to receive advice and reminding you that it's okay to say no right now? Like that's so powerful. And that will help them to start to decondition the fear response around opening up about their sexuality. Um, and, and, and create a sense of safety in a newer identity. Well said, well said, Carlos. I, I, I love that. And I think that's important because yeah, I've, I've heard some clients, you know, where someone's like, are you, are you gay? And they don't feel comfortable. So then they say no, and then it creates this whole, whole cycle of, oh gosh. And then, um, so yeah, just I, I like what you said about just letting them know that I'm I'm here for you and I support you and not and then when they're ready, <laughs> they'll be ready. Well, uh, another one quick one came up for me too. Yeah. And um we're living in a time where there is a lot coming to the surface as far as politics goes. And I'm not gonna get super in depth with anything. I just think there's a lot of people being pressured to be an activist mm-hmm. right now. And I want you to know that there is Um, there's an infinite amount of ways to be an activist that doesn't involve you getting super politically charged and having to convert your social media page into an activism page. Like you're allowed to stay in the lane that resonates with you. So what you're doing right now is enough. Trust yourself. Like don't let anyone out there like guilt trip you into being more of an activist or donating to a cause. Like that is well-intentioned on their end. It is a pain response on their end. They're <laughs> shooting all over you. <laughs> Me as a gay man, I will tell you, I don't want anyone feeling pressured to perform an allyship that looks a certain way um, in order to, uh, to please me. Like, no, no, no. Because then that you're not really serving at that point. It's not helpful. What would help me more is if you stay in the lane that resonates with you. And if that simply means just being a homie for someone that like is going through it, that is perfect. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you spoke up and said that because yeah, there's a, there can be lots of pressure and everyone can be shitting all over themselves when it comes to everything they should do based off of 
everyone else's experiences. So I, I'm glad that you said that. Carlos, if someone wants to work with you, if they're just eating up everything you're saying and want to reach out, what's the best way for someone to contact you? Um, the platform that I'm most responsive on is Instagram, which I imagine you'll put in the show notes. It's at Carlos de la Playa. (laughs) Um, and, uh, if you DM me on Instagram, that's where I'm most responsive. Um, I also, I'm an active content creator on TikTok, same thing at Carlos de la Playa. Um, on TikTok, however, I get way too many messages and comments. So I just, sometimes I don't even read them anymore because it's too much, but (laughs) on Instagram, I will respond to you eventually. So if you'd like to work with me one-on-one or, um, just share with me like some gratitude or, or ask me a question, please feel free. Like, um, you full permission. I, I respond respond and it lights me up. It's not a burden to get messages from people. Yes. Yes. Reach out, follow him on TikTok. Definitely check out his stuff and scroll and see that shuffle dancing. I know I'm going to do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Carlos, um, what, what are you watching lately? Tell oh my God. Okay. So right now I'm watching Avatar, the last airbender, which is the prequel to one of my favorite shows, legend of Korra. And, uh, this show is about the elements, water, earth, fire, air. And in a nutshell, you know, you could have one of the elements, but the avatar has all four. And it's, it's a cartoon that conveys spiritual teachings, um, in a way that's digestible for children. And, adults love this show i've mm-hmm. cried multiple <laughs> times watching this show now by the way <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. gonna check it out processing I like yeah mm-hmm. they t- sexuality is addressed processing trauma um wow. addressing anger and resentment finding purpose Where all these watching? things are addressed uh netflix oh good even yeah. better yes yeah check yeah it so out <laughs> please do oh that's so cool uh carlos thank you so much for taking time to to share your journey to talk to us about coming out in all areas of our lives you are incredible <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Thank you for seeing me. And thank you for doing this beautiful work and for inviting me to this show. Um, I love and appreciate you so much. And to everyone watching or listening right now, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You could be anywhere else with your time and you chose to grace us with your presence. And that's, that's not light. Like that is so, that's the currency you can never get back is someone's time and attention. And you're gifting that to us right now. Like, holy crap. yes all right so we'll end with this quote being gay is natural hating gay is a lifestyle choice that was by john fugel saying thank you once again for listening to the coming out loved and supported podcast please check out the show notes on how to reach out to carlos and other great resources for support groups and more if you haven't heard this today i love you and yes you are enough in all the ways thank you for listening to this podcast if you are the kind of person that likes to help others then please share this with friends and family if it helped you then it will probably help others Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, 
please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates. <laughs>